Well, hello, superstars, and welcome back to a new episode of the Just Vetted podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing anger. Thank you in advance for listening. I want to start this off by saying I love people. I promise you, I do. I love people. But there's also a part of me that really do not like people. (laughs) Like, I really don't like people. Like, I really don't. I don't like people. And there are times where I just want to be alone. Like, I just wish that I could be on my own separate island, you know, no cell phone service, just me and God. I imagine him like raining manna from the sky and me sitting under a palm tree, watching the sea, you know, sipping out of a coconut. (laughs) But no, honestly, people can frustrate me and either it's with their words or it's with their actions. Jesus himself even said it. He said it in Luke 17, verse 1, and this is in the New King James Version. It says, It is impossible that no offenses should come. We have all been at a point where we have been frustrated by other humans. Either people you know or you don't know. It could be a friend, it could be a spouse, it could be a stranger across the street, or it even could be your government leadership. Let me leave that alone. (laughs) But no, honestly, people can be so frustrating. So it comes to a point where you're just like, what do I do? And if you're like me, the first response The first emotion is irritation. Like you're just irritated. But if that irritability lasts long enough, it will manifest itself into anger. And I know how many of us, when we act out of anger, the result is never pleasant. When you lash out at someone or when you black out, it's because you're angry. And then you do something or say something that you'll instantly feel regret or remorse over. The Bible says it over and over in multiple different ways. God speaks about the power of the tongue. He speaks about how you should be slow to anger and how you should be slow to speak. Why? Because he knows the weight of words. He understands that words are powerful. I said this before in the episode, The Biggest Lie Ever Told. And I said that God created the world with his words. And if we are created in his image, that means that our words are just as powerful. I am currently in a Bible study group, and one of the things that we learned is that 
the words we speak are a spiritual gauge, okay? Your words are showing you how much of your soul you have surrendered to God. If we allow our minds to be renewed by the word, our conversation can't help but reflect what we have learned. If we haven't surrendered to him, our tongues will be the first to sell us out. So how do we do that? How do I surrender my anger? How do I stay calm when I'm irritated? How do I stop myself from saying something or doing something I will regret? I wish I could tell you that it's easy. All you have to do is ABC and you'll be good. But it doesn't work like that. Do it. No. See, some of us grew up in homes where yelling was a form of communication and no one really taught us how to properly deal with our emotions. And I'm not saying to bash your parents or to bash your guardians if you weren't raised with parents. I'm not saying to blame them for your dysfunction. They can't give you something that they did not receive themselves. So please have grace and forgive them for not knowing better. They are humans just like you and I. But what I'm saying is because you have learned to operate one way, it's going to take determination to unlearn and relearn something new. You know that saying, old habits die hard? Yeah? Well, they do. And it's true. They die hard. But if you listen to that phrase and you stop before the word hard, what does it say? Old habits die. This is showing you that your habits can die. They don't have to continue on with you. The word hard does not mean impossible. We do hard things all the time. There's a new wave going around where people are saying things like, I'm breaking generational curses. You ever heard that, right? Well, what do they also say? They say, it's not easy, right? You find yourself slipping up from time to time, but you made the conscious decision to do and be better. So that's step one. If you want to be free from your anger, step one is to admit that you have a problem and make a decision to do things differently. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, repeat number one. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Now, this is heavy stuff. So I'm going to make jokes throughout this episode because I know this episode is harder to digest. But number two. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. 
guard your heart, guard your heart. What does that mean, Fed? Guard your heart. Well, let's look at the Bible. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, this is in the New Living Translation. Jesus was speaking and it says, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Verse 35 goes on to say, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. So let's break that down. You know that saying that goes, a drunken mind speaks a sober heart? Well, when you're angry, it's the same thing. When you're angry and you lash out, but then you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean it. Well, you did. You may not have wanted to say it. You may not have desired for them to be hurt. You may not have wanted it to come out. But in the moment, that is truly how you felt. The words out of your mouth reflect your inner condition. I'll prove it to you. Let's say we're in an argument, right? And you say something to me and then I say something like, well, that's why blah, 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 blah. You're like, (gasps) now in the moment, yes, I will be remorseful because I never wanted to use that against you. I never wanted to hurt you. However, those words, that thought pattern, that assumption was inside of me. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. I told you this was a harder episode to digest. The same thing goes for self-talk. Let's say someone gives you a compliment And they're like, oh, I like your dress. It's so pretty. And you're like, oh, well, this old thing, I had it for years. You downplay the compliment. You can't just say thank you. Why? What does that show? Well, it reflects or it mirrors a broken consciousness. It shows insecurity, self-doubt, maybe even a little bit of self-hatred. You feel unworthy. By saying this old thing, it reflects that nature and the condition of your heart. So how do you fix it? How do I fix that? Well, like I said, step two, guard your heart. In the Bible, it says faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. You need to be mindful of what you're allowing yourself to take in. Watch your floodgates. What are you listening to? What are you seeing? What are you being bombarded with? Here's the best way I can put it. I'm on a journey, right? And I want to stop cursing. Well, if I want to stop cursing, but I'm listening to songs and I'm singing along and every other word is F you, F you and B word and so on and so on. How am I going to stop cursing? 
If I keep watching movies and TV shows where all I see are people cursing at each other, how am I going to stop cursing? By watching these things and hearing these things, subconsciously, I'm programming my mind to be like, okay, this is normal. This is how it's done. This is acceptable. Instead, if I do the opposite and I change the songs that I'm listening to and listen to the clean versions and I watch TV shows and movies that are sensible, then guess what? I won't hear those words. And guess what? I will learn to adapt a new language. Does that make sense? Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Be mindful of what you're listening to, of what you're seeing, and even the people you engage with. If you have people around you who curse a lot, maybe you shouldn't be around those people anymore. Just look at kids, little kids, right? They don't come out the womb cursing, dropping F-bombs and B-words and all this stuff. No. When they say a curse word, you're just like, where did you learn to talk like that? Where did that come from? And they're like, oh, so-and-so said it. It's like monkey see, monkey do. We become who we are around. There's a saying, garbage in, garbage out. What goes in must come out. Guard your heart, superstars. Place yourself in better environments. Number three, and I'm done. Number three, watch your words. I know you're probably looking at me or not me, but the radio or phone, whatever you're listening to, like how girl, how I'm here trying to figure that out. And I'm going to tell you right now, watch your words. The tongue is powerful. I said this before, your words can be used to build someone up but your words can also be another brick on top of the mountain that's already suffocating them. The key to controlling your anger is to control your tongue. Watch your words. Not only the words that you speak, okay? but the words that you consume. Oftentimes, people trigger you by saying something hurtful or just doing something stupid. And I need you to consider the source when someone is saying something hurtful to you. Yes, of course, we care about what other people think about us, especially our family and our friends. However, We have to understand that hurt people hurt people. People can project their anger onto you. So I need you to ask yourself, is that true? How much of that do I believe? 
because our ultimate identity comes from Christ. And if you don't know who you are, I recommend that you listen to my episode titled, You've Got the Power. I need you to get to know who you are and whose you are. Because when you learn that truth, when you learn your identity, you will learn to become unoffendable. So if someone has spoken something over you that you may have aligned with in the past and you believed, I want you to confess that you were wrong for agreeing with the lies of the enemy. I want you to repent, which means to forgive them and then change directions. I want you to go opposite of that way of thinking. I want you to cast off that thought, cast off that identity in the name of Jesus. I need you to replace that identity with the truth of who God says you are. So to cast it off, I want you to simply say, in the name of Jesus, you must go. And I want you to replace that you with whatever that identity is. So if it's inadequacy, you need to say, in the name of Jesus, inadequacy, you must go. And lastly, I want you to bless yourself, meaning speak life over yourself. Declare an accurate view of how God sees you. Not how you see you, not how the world sees you, but how God sees you. Speak life over yourself. Tell yourself, I'm a king's kid. I am his masterpiece. He has plans for me. Speak life over yourself. If you don't know who you are, I highly, highly recommend that you listen to the episode, You've Got the Power. Anyways, so watch your words, right? Watch your words. Watch the words that you receive and watch the words that you speak out. I told you that I'm in a Bible study, right? So here's two acronyms they gave us. First one, before you speak, think, think, T-H-I-N-K. T, is what I'm about to say true, helpful, important, necessary, kind. Think, T-H-I-N-K think, think before you speak. And I want you to go through all of them. Yes, all of them. Not just say, T, is it true? Yes, let me say it. No, 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 no. I want you to say, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it important? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Okay, not, oh, best two out of five, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it. Or best three out of five, I'm gonna say it, majority rule. Uh-uh. We need a perfect five out of five, fives across the board, okay? And then, and then the second one is wait, wait. 
W A I T, wait. W Y am I talking? Wait. <laughs> and honestly, that one's my favorite one. Because sometimes the best thing we could say is nothing at all. The power of silence. Mm. There are multiple, multiple times where Jesus held his tongue. There were times where he held his tongue when he endured absolute brutality. Let me say it like this. You ever see two people arguing and you for a second, you're like watching it, hoping that they'll just stop for themselves, you know? But then it gets to a point in the argument where it's like you have to interfere. You're like, okay, guys, knock it off, knock it off. And you try separating them, right? You, not being in the argument, know when enough is enough, right? But how come when we are in the argument, we lose that gauge of when enough is enough? When we lash out in anger, those abrupt, rude statements that we make, we quickly forget about them, right? But they impact and they stay with the person who receives them. That's why someone can remember a word that was spoken over them in kindergarten. I know it may seem juvenile, but you remember that saying that's like, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. That is a real statement. Like, I don't know why as adults we got out of this, but we learned some valuable lessons in those kiddie years. Like, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 29, this is one of like my favorite verses. It says, do not use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Let that sink in for a little bit. Watch your words. In the heat of the argument, now this is going to take some practice. Trust me, I'm still learning how to do this. But in the heat of the moment, I don't care if you have to take a deep breath, maybe growl, (laughs) stand there silent with your left or your right eye twitching. Or if you have to walk away and scream. You know what? I don't even know why more people don't scream. It's like really therapeutic. You know, when you're letting all that out, it's just, it's better than saying hurtful words. I can tell you that much. You can't take back your words. But when you let out all that screaming, you don't even feel like speaking anymore after that. You're all out of breath and whatnot. 
you're just ready for an <laughs> you're ready for a nap after a good scream you're just like okay well that was great I'm done you're winded but yes I want you to practice the art of silence I want you to give yourself a couple of seconds to breathe quiet your mind and question yourself what is the goal of this situation what is the end result what is the point of this conversation is what i'm about to say going to help this conversation is it going to help this person if you are able to stop yourself and if you learn to not fight fire with fire if you learn not to pour gas on fire, you have already won. Don't go tick for tack with someone. When you entertain a clown, you will become part of a circus. No one is going to know who's who. So watch your words watching your words is going to be key it is not easy but it is necessary if you learn to tame your tongue you will gain mastery over every area of your life let me pray Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this podcast. Thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for all of the listeners who are listening to this message. God, we come before you to surrender our hearts to you, Lord, for we understand we speak what is inside of our hearts. Father God, take control of what we say, O Lord. Guard our lips. Help us to speak life and love into others. Let our words be wise and helpful to others. Create in us a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within us. Lord, we surrender it all to you. Help us to continue to live and love like you do. Lord, I release my anger to you. Lord, I pray that any curses that have been spoken over us, any negative and evil word that has come against us is broken right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that we surrender any offense to you. I pray that we learn to be gracious to those that hurt us and learn to be gracious to ourselves as we learn to live in love like you do. I pray in times of anger, we learn to stop and remind ourselves of the weight of our words. Lord, help us exercise the power of silence. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, superstars, that's the end of today's episode. I hope this message left you educated, motivated, and inspired to take your next steps. Always remember, you are alive, You are blessed, you are loved, and you are worthy. You are so worthy. Until next time.